0: everybody to another GD podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco, and thanks for joining us. All right, I'm trying to get these podcasts out in a more timely manner. That way, some of the events that we're going to talk about aren't like two months behind us. However, uh, life is busy, and that's about all I can say about that. Life's busy. So today's episode is going to focus on the Altus NRL 22 series finale that happened in April, and we're going to talk all about it. So let's go ahead and get started. So this was the finale for the for the Altus NRL Twenty Two series. So, being the match director of the set event, <clears throat> I can tell you that we shoot eleven matches a year, and it's all kept for score. Um, I do all of the scoring throughout the entire year. And the way that we do this breakdown is we do your top three scores. We do twenty percent of your top three scores. And then we also take 40% of your finale score. So to be considered shooting for the finale prize, first place voodoo rifle, custom built, and all the accessories that go with it to make it a complete full rifle. You have to shoot three matches and the finale. And your best three scores of the season, 20% of those, uh, go towards your score and then 40% of your finale score. So that's how the series works. It's a super cheap series to shoot. It's 22 bucks to enter. We have one match a month. It's on the last Sunday of the month and it's held at Alta Shooting Solutions in Baker, Florida. and it's a great time. We're running 10 stages. We're running five NRL 22 stages that are the standard course of fire out to 100 yards. And then we shoot five stages that myself or one of the monthly competitors makes up and says, Hey, I want to, you know, try this out, whatever. I'm pretty open to having people assist me. So we shoot any, the farthest shot we've taken, I believe is 350 yards. Um, On the additional courses of fire. Which some people like it. Some people don't. But what I've learned is you're not going to please everybody. So. What we're going to talk about is the setup. So what a lot of people don't understand. Is the setup behind the scenes. Yes it is difficult to go out. And drive T-posts. And set up targets. And do all this stuff. And set up props. And mark paint and all that stuff. That is difficult in itself. As. Setting up a match, but I think what is more challenging or more difficult is the logistical aspects of setting up a match behind the scenes, Um, loading the practice score into all of the iPads and making sure that that works, printing out the course of fire booklets, making the course of fire talking with all of the sponsors and getting all of the sponsors on board to sponsor a match, which we are going to go over every single one of the sponsors because these guys were amazing. Um, Coordinating with the major uh, components of the rifle build. So um, for the grand finale prize of the finale, we had a fully built voodoo custom rifle. Uh Voodoo Gunworks stepped up and provided a 100% free barreled action cert. So like 2 weeks before the finale, they dropped the news that they would uh, that whole 360 so the 60 degree throw Voodoo action. So the winner could have the opportunity of picking up one of those brand new actions for free with a barrel on it already. So already you're looking at $1,800 in value right there. Additionally, we had foundation stocks. The Truitts, love them. Uh, they stepped up and put a foundation stock on our Voodoo. We had Timney Triggers putting a hit trigger in the Voodoo. We had uh, Hawkins Precision donating bottom metal to the build we had um sorry i'm looking at my actual sponsors list right now and making sure that i don't miss anybody that contributed to this oh atlas bipods atlas bipods donated a 300 dollars certificate to the winner so they could pick a bipod of their choice so you've got the barreled action you've got the bottom metal you've got the stock you've got the trigger and now you've got the um, the bipod to go with it additionally we had um mongoose to actual mongoose to actual donate another hammer bolt knob um which if you guys haven't seen that thing it's built like a mac truck it's huge it's heavy and you're not gonna forget that that thing's there when you're running your bolt it's a giant bolt knob it's really cool i really like it um But there's a lot of setup that goes into that, like making sure that all of that stuff is coordinated, printing off certificates that you get from sponsors, um, doing all that stuff, showing up the day prior and actually doing the setup. So I was fortunate enough to have a lot of solid dudes shoot this series this year, and a lot of them would show up and help set up. And that's true for the finale as well. We had uh, five dudes show up and help with setup for the actual finale. So driving stakes, painting targets, putting everything out the night before so we didn't have to get there at 3 o'clock in the morning and do it because we were running 12 stages of fire, uh, 12 stages for this course of fire instead of our normal 10. So making sure that everything is good to go, making sure that we put out the NRL 22 stage um, properly, making sure all of the... Stage markers are set so everybody knows where they're going. Making sure all that's good. Making sure we have plenty of matchbooks. Setting up the prize table the night before. That way we didn't have to do it during the day because I was going to shoot the match as well. So it was just a whole lot of work. And I can't thank those gentlemen enough. You guys know who you are. Um, Probably do a shout out a little bit later. So the match itself. So I'm looking at the matchbook. We had the... We ran the finale in April for the sheer fact that we didn't want people to miss nationals. And we did have one of our shooters go to nationals. David Swedberg ended up taking third place base, um, uh, base class shooter. And he was able to go up there and secure a third place for base class for the NRL 22 nationals. So, David, you're a freaking rock star. And congratulations. So what we did for the course of fire is we took the April course of fire put out by the NRL 22. And we just put that as the first five stages of the NRL uh, of the finale. And then we created five additional stages. One of our great sponsors, Hub City Outdoors, um, James Altwater. He wanted to build a stage and run it, so he bought all the materials for the prop. He also bought the target that we were going to use, and basically we shot off of 12-inch diameter um, drainage pipe, but you had to shoot through the pipe, so it was a total of six pipes for uh, six positions, 12 rounds, two minutes, and it was... A hundred and seventy-five yard Sasquatch and a hundred yard uh, circle. I think it was a uh, I think it was a three inch or a four inch plate at a hundred and a circle, and then a hundred and seventy-five yard Sasquatch. However, the targets were separated by about a twenty degree angle, so it made running through this thing uh, extremely difficult. And I don't think anybody cleaned it. Uh, I think the high score on the day for that was like a nine. It was a very challenging stage it was the first stage that we shot of the day and it was a real gut check real quick um, that's just kind of how it went and it was kind of a free-for-all there was no real like hey everybody st- start here and shoot this you know this it was like hey if there's a stage open jump on it and shoot it and it ended up working pretty well uh, I don't believe anybody was waiting around um, I was trying to concentrate on my own shooting Um, but also as the match director, I was also trying to take care of everything else. So I don't think my shooting was affected by that. It was affected by the fact that, uh, I got my own head, uh, get some delicious coffee in my foundation stocks cup. All right. Uh, we had a reverse rooftop stage. Uh, this was a request of one of our shooters, uh, Captain Jack, he, Wanted to. Sh- we've been shooting off of a rooftop for a while, but he wanted to shoot off the front of the rooftop, uh, utilizing a tripod. So we put three targets out there: 90-101-10, uh, And uh, you had to run left to right three times, so nine rounds. Um, wasn't a terribly difficult stage. Um, it was just getting into that position was a little bit, a little bit odd. And then. I can't leave my friends out, so uh, I contacted one of my good friends, uh, Ray Nine Dolls. Um, if you follow her on Instagram, you know that she is all things shooting and organization, and likes to give herself a challenge. If you also know that when she was out in California, she would help design stages for the Desert Duel. Which is a match ran by Tyler Hughes out of uh, Max Ordnant Academy. And she would come up with uh, like the evil, cruel, mean stages. Um, So I contacted Ray and was like, hey, I need a stage for a 22 match. And she came up with Cruel Spool, which is it's two targets at 110 yards. And basically, it's eight rounds. It's Two shots from the center. It's from the center of the spool. The spool is standing vertical, so it's standing upright. And it's two shots from the center of the spool, uh, strong side, then two shots weak side, two stock, two shots strong side, two shots weak side, um, which weak side is nobody's favorite, thus uh, came in the cruel spool portion of it. So it was pretty good. Um, I like that stage. It was a lot of fun. We had the bus buster, which we've been shooting out of the bus for a while now. We've got a uh, a small, short bus, uh, school bus out on the range, so we were able to shoot from the five windows at two targets at 100 yards, but once again, they had a very wide sweep. And what we started doing for the, uh, the last few matches is somewhat obscuring the targets so they don't stand out as much. That way, you actually have to do target identification. Yes, you can see a target through a pair of binos, but once you get into this into the bus. Can you use target reference to reacquire your target and engage it? Um, I didn't do so hot on that stage, but it is what it is. Um, definitely could have used a couple extra points on that stage. The We did the sharpshooter or points, which was the BNT uh, Atlas bipod uh, one shot challenge. So what we did is... We took a total of five tires, and we stacked two tires on top of each other and one tire across the top, bridging the tires. And then what you had to do is you had your one-shot challenge card at 50 yards, you had a target at 75, and then you had a target at 100. And the objective was to drop down into the prone, take your one-shot at your B&T card, at your ace of spades, and then transition to the left side of the tires, engage the 75-yard target, move to the right side of the tires, 100-yard target, back to the center, and engage both the 75 and the 100-yard target. So you had to decide if you were going to take your time and do the precision shot on the Ace of Spades and attempt to win a $300 certificate for a bipod, or if you were going to make sure that you just hit the card to earn the point and then transition over to the other targets to make sure that you got more points versus sitting there and trying to do all of the, uh, all the precision that's needed to punch out the center of that. Or if you just want to get your points and and move on, I elected to go with the points and it paid off. I got all of the points allowed on that stage, which was a 10, cleaned it. Um, wasn't anywhere close to the bullseye. Uh, Nobody was closer than the gentleman that won it. Everybody was, you know, within, you know, half inch X, Y, Z, but James Allfather drilled the center of that card out. Um, Yeah, he's just, he, James is just a great shot. Um, So there was, wasn't a huge surprise there. So he drilled it out and he ended up walking away with the W on that one. Um, But I got all my points, so. That's that's what I cared about at the, at the moment. Next, we had uh, Tower of Pain. It's named this because I fell off of it and busted up my leg pretty good. But it was a walk-it outstage, uh, 85, 115, 175, 200, and 300 yards. Nothing super special there. Um, just really long distance on a, on a target for you to engage. And then we had the DM targets. Uh, where did it go? We acquired some... Uh, popper targets that are pretty thin so we put them at uh, 120 140 and 160 and you had to engage each target from two positions so you would engage 140 three at 120 and then one at 160 transition to the next spot and then go 160 120 140 um i did terrible on that i got a five um Had trouble kind of finding the target, even though I'm the one that put him out, and then uh, I had a wind hold problem. But those were the additional stages that we ran in addition to the April course of fire. So that was kind of the match and how it was kind of set up and everything like that. What we did do is we kind of broke down into smaller squads so that we wouldn't be shooting all day. We still ended up being there for a while. Um, We did have lunch provided. Uh, Ranger Firearms and Merchantile out of Fort Walton Beach, Florida, donated a large portion of the uh, the lunch for the day. So there's this place that we've been going to. It's called Wagon Wheel. It's a barbecue shop. It's only open like uh, Thursday through Sunday. And they have some of the best barbecue I've had hands down tiny little hole in the wall right off of a highway in middle of nowhere, Florida. It's amazing. So at the end of each match, we go there, grab some food on our way back into town. And then we were like, Hey, we should really get food sponsored for the match this year. And we're like, okay. So we were doing Mulligan chips. If you buy a Mulligan chip, you know, you can reshoot a stage XYZ cost you five bucks. So all the money that we were getting from that. Ended up going towards the food. Well, we had a decent amount of money. We had close to two hundred fifty dollars from Mulligan chips after doing it halfway through the season, and we talked with Wagon Wheel, and they gave us a slight break, but it was still going to cost about four hundred bucks to feed forty people for lunch. So we, I went out to one of my personal friends who owns Ranger and asked if they would support the meals and they covered the rest of it. So we had delicious wagon wheel barbecue sponsored by Ranger firearms and Merchantile. Thank you so much, uh, Sarah, for helping us out with that. It was amazing and delicious. And then one of our shooters wives actually uh, went to go pick it up for us. And um, there was so much food, it wouldn't fit in her car. So they ended up driving it out to the range for us anyways, which was awesome. So wagon wheel, Ranger Firearms, uh, Nadine, we super appreciate you guys for helping make this happen. Um, So for our sponsors, I can't say enough good things about these guys. Um, Every single one of our sponsors I have come to know and uh, be friends with. So it's super awesome. Um, And I think that's what this sport and what this community is built on is are relationships, right? I mean, just like everything, everything's built on relationships, but it's also like the personal relationship with that. You build with those folks like Hub City Outdoors, Hub City Outdoors started shooting the matches for us and then started 3D printing parts for firearms and making kit for firearms and He's one of my good friends here in Florida. He lives like two minutes up the house, uh, up the road from the house. His business is 0.8 miles from my house. Um, if I get a wild hair at my butt and I want to try and make something, boom, I just got to go there, render it in, you know, solid works, and then we're printing out a prototype same day. So it's awesome. Um, same thing can be said for Armageddon gear, you know, Tom. I I've worked a couple of matches with him, the AG cup XYZ. And I said, you know, he's like, you need anything. Call me. I was like, I personally don't need anything. What I need is some stuff for the prize table for the match that I'm doing. And boom, like no issues. I had plenty of gear. We, we had bags, uh, drop pouches. We had, um, game changers, you name it. We had a, they stepped up and donated a Schmedium for a sportsmanship award this year. So I wanted to give a sportsman award out to somebody that was picked by the other shooters. And uh, we had a bag with our the Alta NRL 22 logo on it. And he ended up getting a Schmedium game changer, which was awesome. But I'm going to run through these. Uh, sponsors in no particular order, but we have Voodoo Gunworks. Obviously, Voodoo is the title sponsor of the match. We had Vortex Optics. We had Mongoose 2 Actual. We had Storm Tactical. We had Coltac. Ranger Firearms and Merchantile. Applied Ballistics. DM Targets. Field Optics. Hub City Outdoors. Curtis Tactical Suppressor and Rifles donated a suppressor. We have Short Action Precision, Timney Triggers, Zoom Bait Company, Armageddon Gear, Thunderbird Long Range, Adaptive Tuning Systems, JR's Custom Metal Engraving, Fix-It Sticks, Hawkins Precision, Really Right Stuff, Tuvet Sporting Goods, KGM Technologies, Vista Outdoors, Phone Scope, Kestrel Ballistics, uh, uh, the adjustable thumb rest, Foundation Stocks, Servos Custom Firearms, Leupold, right? Curtis Tactical Suppressor and Rifle, right? So the builders of the Voodoo were Voodoo Gunworks, Foundation Stocks, Timney Triggers, Hawkins Precision, Mongoose 2 Actual, another GD podcast. This podcast helped with the build, adaptive tuning systems, and Atlas bipods. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Uh, the Voodoo got an ATS tuner from Aaron Hip. Um, those are our sponsors, right? So, 2 vets Tripods stepped up and donated a bunch of certificates to the table, as well as Pole. Um Really Right Stuff donated a bunch of the Bino cinches, a few of the new um, quick-release uh, ARCA slash Picatinny Rails, um, KGM Technologies stepped up huge and donated a free suppressor uh, to the table along with Curtis Tactical Suppressor and Rifles. KGM also gave us three fifty percent off certificates for a uh, suppressor for the last three matches leading up to April. So yeah, January, February and March, a random winner walked away with a 50% off certificate for a suppressor. We had fix it sticks on the table We had field optics on the table. I'm actually looking at the sweet little camera tripod that I got um, so I can do a little bit more video editing. Um, Timney Triggers not only donated a trigger to the rifle build, but also two other triggers to the table. DM Target stepped up and made the um, championship uh, trophy again and that thing is so amazing it looks awesome we had vista outdoors uh jason donated two cases of ammunition to the table um and with the way that 22 ammo and ammo in general components in general is going right now that is amazing uh coltac donated a bunch of bags the big um the big uh Fat shooting bags. He donated this super cool tote, which Ethan grabbed right before I could. So good job, Ethan. Um, Thunderbird long range donated a bunch of shooting bags and shooting accessories, Kestrel ballistics two Kestrel wind meters, a 5,700 and a 5,700 elite and a HUD. Come on now. Like that right there is amazing. Um, Hub City Outdoors helped donate um, a bunch of dope cart holders, um, magazine safety uh, mag flags, as well as a complete set of his shooting uh, shooting bags. Um, Aaron Hip donated a tuner to the to the Voodoo build. We had uh, Short Action Precision donated a cert for a pick three. We had Vortex donated a spotter and hats and stickers and a monocle, everything. Uh, Storm Tactical donated uh, 30% off certificates for their uh, shooting data books. Zoom Bait, um, which why would a fishing company be tied into a shooting competition? Uh, Easy, because um, they're awesome. Um, the zoom bait company has just been supporting the PRS for a while now. Um, Mr. Baxter is an avid shooter. He shoots, he understands the sport and their company wants to give back. So we got a certificate for zoom bait on the table. Uh, Leupold donated optics certificates, um, applied ballistic, did a media package. It's just amazing. Uh, like I said, Hawkins precision donated a bottom medal to the table. It was just, uh, just amazing. Kyle Ponce out of Virginia, m- my homie donated, uh, certificates for the adapt, uh, uh, adaptive thumb rest, the ATR adjustable thumb rest. I'm sorry. Um, just amazing stuff. I'll get some more coffee. Um, just amazing sponsor. I literally cannot say enough. Um, it has been an honor and a privilege to not only run this series on behalf of Altus Shooting Solutions, but the ability for me to work with all of these great companies um, is amazing. I love the Truett's to death. They are some of the nicest people I've ever met, and they are the best people you're going to meet in the shooting world. Um, Timney Triggers out of Arizona – um, I'm slowly working on transitioning all of my triggers over to Timney's because, um, one, they're Arizona based. I'm from Arizona. So automatically got to got to show them some love, but two, they just flat out work. Um, I haven't, I've got three Timney triggers now, uh, in all of my precision bolt guns. Um, and they're all three hits Four, if I think about it, wait. Okay. So I'm putting one in my six GT. I've got one in my. 22. I've got one in my 6.5 Creed and I put one in my 308. So, yeah, I've got like four of them. Um, they're all hits. They're all set at about a pound and they all work. And I love them. Um, I actually installed one in a gun last night uh, that I've been waiting to do. Um, they take care of us, right? And we got to show these sponsors some love. So, uh, a couple of sponsors that I want to really throw out, and I haven't mentioned them yet but Surfa servos custom firearms. All right. Um, he made, I told him, I was like, Hey, I want to do something cool. We know that the PRS does the golden bullet and it, you know, is a big thing. And I kind of asked around and people were like, ah, I wouldn't do a golden bullet. It, you know, means something to a different organization. And I can totally get that. I understand how that works with wearing, um, uh, I don't want to say stolen valor, but like I'm not going to wear like a ranger T-shirt because I've never been to ranger school. I'm not even going to go to uh, the website and buy a ranger proof shirt, which is a shooting company's shirt, because it's got what looks to be a ranger tab on it. And I just it that's one of the things that I don't I don't mess with. I don't wear other people's uh, badges or anything like that on shirts because I don't want to say say I'm something that I'm not. So that's why we stayed away from going with a golden bullet or something like that for ours. But what we did do is we made uh, billet aluminum 22 shells and mounted them on a trophy. Now, if you've ever seen a 22 shell, it's pretty small. But when you scale that up like five to seven times, it looks much bigger. And it looks like something that uh, shouldn't be flaunted around at a family shooting event. However comma, I think they looked awesome, and uh, yeah, so if you can use your imagination, there you go. If you go to my Instagram page, um, Hot GD Rod, and you scroll back, you'll see some of the photos of these awesome trophies being made. And though they do look phallic, um, they're still super awesome, and we are super appreciative of Servo's custom firearms for knocking these things out. I don't know if you guys can hear the lightning in the background, but it's raining pretty good, and that was the first bolt of lightning I saw. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty close, and it was awesome. Um, so Harrison, over there at uh, Servos Custom Firearms, thank you very much for providing the first place, second, third, fourth, and fifth place trophies for our series winners. It is greatly appreciated. I also want to shout out JR's Custom Metal Engraving. Um, for the second year in a row, my good friend, uh, Joe Deslay has laser engraved all of our trophies, uh, AR 500 plates, six inch plates that, uh, I had mirror polished cause I'm a weirdo. And, um, he was able to laser engrave on them for, uh, top open base, uh, young gun lady and then sportsman. So that was super, super cool. Uh, really appreciate appreciative of him. He was able to bang those things out in like three days. It was awesome. Got him back. Um, I was able to polish up the hardware to go with him. And then uh, I want to sh- give a shout out to Summershine. Now, um, obviously, I paid these people for their work, but I still consider him a sponsor. But summertime, summertime Shine is based out of like Ohio or something like that. I found him on TikTok, right? I'm actually going to give you his TikTok handle. Okay, so his TikTok handle, I had to pause it and relook at it, but it's summer shine underscore seven. That's summer shine underscore seven on TikTok, and what he does is he basically does um, metal polishing, like he polishes the side of pontoon boats when they get dirty, a lot of trucker wheels, rims, everything else like that, right? So I contacted him, and I talked to him, and I was like, hey, man, I got these plates. They're air- They're AR500, and I want to use them as trophies, but I want to have a mirror shine on them. He's like, yeah, dude, send them over. And this is kind of before he blew up on TikTok. And then, uh, sure enough, sent them over, and then he made a bunch of TikToks about it because I sent him six freaking plates in a USPS wrap thing. And he was like, how the hell am I going to do this? We talked about it. Uh, he was able to get them shined up for us and then sent us back, and then Joe was able to laser them in a quickness. So um, to all the guys that helped with the trophies, we had JR's custom metal engraving out of Destin, Florida. We had Serbo's custom firearms out of um, Alabama making the the first through fifths. We had uh, Summershine7 off of TikTok, polishing the plates which was awesome and then obviously we had dm targets make the finale trophy right so super good i i just love talking about our sponsors because they're awesome right now let's talk about how i did as a shooter right so like i said i have a bunch of t- uh t- triggers right well i wanted to lighten the trigger on my remax a little bit and uh i was just Uh, light lightening the trigger on my pmr pro for my centerfire and using the the gauge to measure trigger pull weight and all that fun stuff and i went over to my RIMX and i was like i want to lighten this one too so i did everything and then um obviously you have to dry fire it a few times well this is your psa to remove your firing pin from your firearm on a 22 when you're testing pull weights, because I didn't. Um, I went to the range on Saturday, set everything up. I also brought my 22 just to make sure that everything was cycling perfect and everything was good, and, boy, am I glad that I did it because, um, one, I couldn't get the – I put my firing pin in uh, not the proper way, surprise, so it wasn't uh, – it was automatically kicking around out. Figure that part out, and then I go to put it in, and it gouged a pretty deep hole – not hole, pretty deep scratch in the side of the 22 every time I put it in there. So I pull it out and I look at it, and it's basically peened up. I had dry fired the weapon, and this is why you don't dry fire 22s with a firing pin in them. And it had forced some material from the barrel up, making a small blockage of the actual chamber. And my super nice RIMX that I had planned on shooting the next day was effectively out of commission um i you know thank my lucky stars thank whatever that earn the gunsmith from altus shooting solutions happened to be right next to me while i was doing this uh shooting with uh, a friend or a family member or something like that he came over and looked at it and he's like i've got a tool at the shop that i might be able to fix this with and i was like I was knots in my stomach. I was about to throw up like I've been busting my butt this whole time trying to do this. Uh, this finale, I'm sitting in first place like. I've, I've got the opportunity to win a very awesome firearm like this is the gun that has been just hammering for me and I done went and screwed it up. So uh, spun the suppressor off and earn took it to the shop. I gave him a magazine and a bunch of rounds and said, can we fix it? And he did open heart surgery on my gun, uh, had to take the scope off, had to take it out of the barrel action, all that fun jazz. Um, and was able to fix it, which I can't thank earn enough. Um, I owe that guy, uh, beer and drinks for the rest of my life. Um, super, super appreciative. And then Um, go pick it up from his house that night. He says, everything's working fine. Awesome. Go back, get everything, uh, torque back down to where it it needed to be that night. And then, um, go out to the range and re-zero it first thing in the morning. I delegated a bunch of work, sent the, uh, the minions out to, uh, to get everything taken care of. And then went over to the zero, zero range and, and re-zeroed the gun. Everything was hammering. um, And then went up, did the safety brief, everything like that. But when it came to um, shooting the match, I got inside my own head. And that is why I did what uh, I consider to be a piss-poor performance. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was the fact that the voodoo build was on the line i don't know if it was lack of confidence in the firearm even though it was hammering for me i i don't know i i just know i was in my head and that is what i feel led to my piss poor performance now i say piss poor performance we had 29 shooters and i finished uh i'm gonna bring up the scores right now i finished 11th all right, There was a possibility of like 1,230 points total for this match. And it was a little windy, so it was a little challenging. Um, but I finished 11th with 800.96 point, uh, points. And um, so 800 out of 1,230. The match winner got 945. So... 14 points ahead of me. Um, It was a very tight race, um, not only for the match, but also for the finale itself, Um, which I think is why I was a little disappointed in my performance. Uh, No, not a little. I was disappointed in my performance for the day, but that's just how shooting goes. That's why they call it shooting and not hitting. Um, Stole that from my dad. Um, But going, let me open this file up and I can speak intelligently to what's going on. Um, So I can tell you that going into the match, I was in first place. Um, I hope that doesn't sound like bragging. That's just, that's just where everything was at. Um, I'm trying to bring up the actual score sheet. For the match. I should have had this open already. I apologize. Okay, so here we go. So going into going into the finale. The finale standings were myself in first place with 848. No, that's not right. Yeah, that's not right. (sighs) See, even this is awkward. All right, so... I love when I screw stuff up when I'm recording. It makes me feel so good. Like I know what I'm doing and shit. Okay, there we go. That's more accurate. All right, so going into the finale first place guy, myself with 536, Alex with 521, James with 500, Ryan with 496. Uh, that's Ryan's Shipes, uh, 496, Matt Fry, 495, Ryan Harris, 491, David Swedberg, 481. Mr. John Holloway, 473, Jeremy Salter, 469, and Rudy at a 433, right? So that's where we were at with the the standings of the shooters um, going into the finale. And the way that the finale shook out um, ended up being... Uh, For the second year in a row, um, our winner was Alex Roth. He is a phenomenal shooter. He is a consistent shooter among all things. Um, The guy, he won last year, blew everybody out of the water last year. Nobody was even close to him. And then uh, this year... Uh, we all gave him a run for our money. We all stepped up our game, which is what this sport's about, is feeding off of each other and building each other up and uh, bringing it so the guy doesn't walk away with the entire uh, the entire match, which um, he won a couple matches this year, if I'm not mistaken, but we definitely gave him a run for the money. So, Alex, congratulations uh, on winning the second nrl 22 series finale um he actually won with the gun that he won last year and now he is the proud recipient of a uh, voodoo barreled action once more he did tell me he's going to get the 60 degree throw but i do not know which foundation stock he is going to pick because he gets to pick whichever one he wants um and they will uh take care of him because that's what we do. So first place was Alex Roth. Second place, um, I think it was two points uh a two-hit difference that uh this was right here was James Altwater. Um he took second place in the match last year and then he won the match this year and he took second place in the series. James is a phenomenal shooter. Um, It's probably due to his time in the army. And he's just, he's just amazing. He's doing great things. And I can't wait to see what he's going to pull off this year with an open build. Cause uh, he shot this whole thing in base class and destroyed all of us. Um, I took third place for the series. David Swedberg, our, Buddy that went up to Nationals and took third class base, he took fourth in the series. And then Ryan Harris, good friend, um, super nice guy, it took fifth. So we all got one of the awesome trophies provided by uh, Servo's Custom Firearms. Um, so that was first through fifth for the actual series. But as far as the match goes, uh, James Alvater was the winner of the match with 945.23 points. Uh, Buddy Miller, David Swedberg, Alex Roth, Rudy Stransky, Jeremy Salter, Ryan Harris, Jack Pierce, John Holloway, Matt Moody, Guy DeMarco, Randy Galvin, Harrison Servos, Tom Elkins, Matt Fry, David Fry, Brian James Evans, Cody Allen, Ethan Shipes, uh, Bree Matney, Logan... Eisenberg, Dan Booker, Max Lee, Adam law, Adam Morris, uh, manual Cepeda, Logan Morris, Jackson Salter, uh, Nataline Morris. Um, just amazing. These guys and gals shot amazing. Um, biggest match to date, 29 shooters. Um, just crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so those were the match winners for the match. Um, that was first through 29. We have the series finishers, um, first through fifth, Alex, James, Guy, David, and Ryan. But our division winners or our class winners, um, James Altwater, Altwater won base, Buddy, Mr. Buddy Miller with, uh, NFG uh, took open uh, with 921.53 points right behind James. He, uh, he took second place, so good job, buddy. Uh, Bree Matney took Lady, and then Ethan Shipes took Young Guns, and he did amazing, and I am so proud of this guy. He did uh, worked his tail off all year, uh, coming out and shooting with his dad. And what was super awesome uh, at the finale is Ethan's dad, Ryan, got COVID and couldn't make the match, obviously. So, um, Ethan was not sick because he was staying with his mother. And uh, Ryan's sister, so... Ethan's aunt took him to this match and she sat out there like a trooper all day and learned all things precision rifle. We took her under our wing. She sat out there. She was helping Ethan with his stuff. We were helping Ethan with his stuff. We actually assigned him a mentor, which was Matt Fry and Matt took him under the wing and helped him with his Kestrel and his ballistics and making sure that he was doing all the right things, doing everything that he needed to do. And uh, it paid off because he ended up winning the Young Guns division um, for the day, which, if we look at the score, was – there's that one. He got 541.78, which was 19th place, so top 20, and was able to secure the victory of – the young guns division so heck yeah Ethan good job bud I did see your dad's post uh yesterday it looks like you're gonna be shooting a new CZ457 so hell yeah dude um MTR at that so awesome possum super cool all right so what did I learn um over the past year. And I think it's important to reflect back on what you've actually learned. So things that I've learned, don't dry fire your 22 without removing the damn firing pin numero uno. But number two, um, my, I've in I've definitely increased my writing and communication skills through email with sponsors, right? Being able to coordinate, um, financially and logistically with getting product in, getting product out, getting things over to other vendors so that they can work on them. I think I've definitely uh, learned a thing or two about uh, forecasting and properly setting stuff up like that. So that's super important. Um, Making sure that you know (laughs) uh, timelines to be given and making sure uh, logistically. I've also learned to uh, delegate a little bit, um, which is super important on something like this. Um, my brain, the way that it works is I want to handle everything because if something fails um, or something doesn't happen, I want it to be my fault and not anybody else's fault. And I want the sole responsibility, even though, yeah, you can be in charge and be In that responsibility realm, um, if something was to go wrong, I would want it to be my fault and not because I delegated it to somebody else. And that's just how my mind works. But this year I have delegated a lot more um, stuff and then, you know, trusting but verifying, you know, hey, did the course fire on the hundred yard bay get set up? Yep, it's good. Check. Roger. Thank you, guys um did the t-shirts get picked up yep check Roger is food going to be here on time yep it's good to go um are we going to get the awards in time are is production on schedule everything like that so um i think my delegation abilities have gotten a little bit better as well in the fact that i i'm in the military so i know I'm pcsing and i'm getting close to my pcs time here i still don't know where i'm going Um, however, we know it's coming. So I'm actually training up a new match director who happens to be James Altbotter. Um, and he'll be taking, he'll be taking over. He's actually putting on the first match next weekend. And I melted his brain down with all of the Excel spreadsheets and filling out all the stuff and doing practice score XYZ. So it's been a lot of fun. Maybe not for him. Learn, trying to learn all this in a short amount of time that has taken me two years to do. Um, but yeah, James is going to do great things and, uh, hopefully the matches continue with great success. Uh, I've also learned to, uh, let some stuff go. Like when you have a bad match or you have a gun malfunction, like, uh, press on, right. Um, my plan for, um, Winning the match obviously did not come to fruition. My goal with this was to win the rifle. Um, and not. that's not because I want a Voodoo. I shoot a Rumex. It's a f- fantastic rifle. Um, one day I may own a Voodoo. Like, it's all good. Um, the reason I really wanted to win um, is not only because I wanted to win, um, but... Our good friend, uh, Captain Jack, Jack Pierce, was getting out of the Navy. Um, Jack is what we refer to as wrong handed. He is a lefty. There is not a lot of precision 22 rifles in the lower budget bracket that are left handed. So he's been shooting a 1022 for a while now, and it um, it can shoot fast, but the accuracy isn't necessarily there. Jack does really, really good. He shot this match and took eighth place, um, with a 873, which is probably one of his best finishes of the year. So good job, Jack. But my plan was if I was to win the rifle, I was just going to give it to him. And that's not a pity move. That's not a, well, um, you're wrong handed. So we're going to give this to you, uh, Jack did four years in the Navy. This was his last match with us, and Jack is my good friend. and if I can help my friend out with being able to shoot a high- end custom rifle and have it actually fit him and be a left-handed gun, that was my plan. Um, so if I was going if I won the rifle, I was literally just gonna like like hold up the thing and be like, uh, Jack, can you come up here?" Um, Jack has helped with set up. Jack has helped with tear down. Jack has stayed at my house for matches. Jack has, um, we've met in Panama city and ate tacos. I love his wife to death. She's a doll. Um, like really good friend of mine. And I don't have too many of those. So that was something that I could have done and it came up short. So that that's me kind of beating myself up about it. But, um, Learning to let that go and be like, hey, it's just a, just a 22 match. It's, it's, you know, the idea was nice. The idea was there. Um, But it's not the end of the world because it didn't happen. So learning to let that go. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the rundown on the Altus NRL 22 series finale. Number two, we are getting ready to start the third season. And we got some stuff planned. Um, we're going to be introducing, I'm going to work with James, uh, continually until I leave. I'm not just tossing it to him and running away. I'm still shooting the matches. I'm still behind the scenes, helping stuff out. I'm going to help talk to all the sponsors again. Um, getting some, uh, different sponsors on, on the, uh, the docket, uh, specifically, um, who this card do I have sitting right here? Oh, yeah. Swarovski Optic, um, along with Kale's. Uh, we hit them up and they're looking for maybe a bigger, a bigger part to play. So we'll be emailing them, uh, back here shortly and seeing, seeing, uh, if they're interested, what their, what their thoughts are. So hopefully that, uh, that comes up. That'd be super cool to have another Optic sponsor on the table or, um, helping us out with stuff. I think that'd be super, super cool. So just some shout outs. I want to, I want to thank all the guys that come out every morning. Um We got Tom Elkins. He shows up early and helps us set stuff up. Harrison Servos, hooking everybody up with uh, those trophies were, were awesome. I'm super, super happy. Uh, Dan Booker helping set up with the prize table. We got um James Altvater, just just crushing it. Um, Ryan Harris, you know what you do, which is amazing. Um, such an upbeat, positive person. Love him to death. We're actually going to uh, mob down to uh, Fort Walton at about 9 o'clock in the morning, so in an hour, and uh, go see if we can raid the local shop for another round of primers because I'm sitting next to two thousand small rifle primer magnums uh that we were able to pick up yesterday so we're gonna run back down there and see if they've got any left and we can pick up another maybe another thousand a piece it'll be a uh, be a good time so uh me and ryan we're gonna well excuse me uh we're gonna ride down there and see if we can get those and then jack captain jack my buddy um still doing great things he's out in texas now um he is going to school to be uh in the medical field and, uh, working in the medical field right now and going to school to work in the medical field at a higher level. So Jack, you know, I love you. Um, we're still taking care of each other. He just found eight pounds of CFE two, two, three, um, and picked it up for me. So now we have to coordinate a way for me to get it. Um, uh, road trip, um, made me halfway. I'm shooting a match in Mississippi in the end of July come on up bring that 224 valk um yeah so guys you, you you guys know i love you guys um i appreciate everything you do not only um for me but the the shooters of the the alto ctrl 22 match and i've kind of been rambling for an hour but um i really wanted to put put this one out cuz it it's important to me it's kind of my baby even if uh even if i got two two little dudes already, this is this is kind of like my third kid because um, it takes up a lot of attention, and I love it. I love every minute of it. It makes my brain happy. So today we've talked about the NRL 22 series finale at Alta Shooting Solutions in Baker, Florida. We talked about the 12 stages. We talked about setting up for the match. We talked about the match itself. We talked about our awesome sponsor, Ranger Firearms and Merchantile, providing us lunch. From Wagon Wheel. We talked about all of our sponsors. um, And how awesome those are. We talked about my gun issues. And my mental issues. Getting in my head. Talk about what I learned. And then our shout outs. We talked about our winners. We talked about all that gravy stuff. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Besides. Come on out. All of the. All of the uh, matches. For the entire year are on the Altus website right now. So if you go to altusshooting.com, you click under competitions, and then you click on NRL 22, you will see every single match for the entire year. So you can plan out your entire year in advance to come down and shoot our match. You get three matches in and you come shoot our finale and you can win a, uh, a grand finale prize. I haven't lined up any of the sponsors this year for it, so I can't say what it will be yet. I don't want to put that into the ether and then not be here to deliver on it. So we're just going to leave it at that. But it will be a kick-ass grand finale prize. I can tell you that. Um, So come down, shoot our matches, bust your tail, and earn it because you're definitely going to have to. Um, With that, hit me up on social. um, At another GD podcast on Instagram is the show's podcast go ahead and hit up my, me, myself, personally, at Hot GD Rod on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Guy DeMarco, and it's just Guy DeMarco. It's not Guy E. DeMarco or anything else like that, unless you want to talk to my dad. You can hit us up and see some of the videos of some of the matches on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Guy DeMarco. Um, if you type in Guy Marco, the more than likely you're going to find me somewhere on the internet. Um, so there is that. So once again, I super appreciate you guys listening and sticking with me for an hour now. If you could do me a favor, rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're listening on Apple, give us a rate and a review. We prefer five stars, but if you hate my guts, you can give me less. That's fine, but leave a review. It doesn't have to be long, but it helps bump up our podcast and push it out to the masses. That way, more people can hear about us. So far, we just surpassed the 850 download mark, which is amazing, and we have 46 subscribers. Now, um, does that mean a whole lot to me? No. However, comma, for you 46 out there, I super appreciate you guys. Um, and for the 850 downloads I've got, um, that's cool. I'm just a dude sitting in my bedroom, talking into a microphone, looking at it rain outside and to reach that many people. I think that's pretty cool. So until next time you guys get out to the range, be safe, stay dry, stay cool. And we'll see you guys later.